Right, he likes it when people help prevent wildfires. It hits him close to home. Not everybody gets the hug, my friend. So that's pretty special to get a hug from Smokey Bear. <laughs> so it was him. Hey, guys, I told you it was Smokey. Okay, well, congratulations, my friend. And thanks for calling. There are many ways to prevent a wildfire. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service, Ad Council, and your state forester. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. <laughs> See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center, support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. someone who's being bullied online send the witness emoji it looks like an eye in a speech bubble and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone you'll let the world know it isn't cool and you'll let your friend know you care learn more about the witness emoji at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council it may be hard to believe but people just like you are already saving money feedthepig.org makes it easy their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard so you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood or an earthquake is destroying buildings. When a tornado is tearing through town or a hurricane strikes. Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mader and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello and welcome in everybody to the show. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge 
on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also set to you by Belly Up Sports. We're back like we always are every Saturday night at 9.30. We're here to give you our NBA DFS lineups. And, of course, we're going to give you some betting advice for Sunday later on in the show. In the second half hour, we'll have Mr. Chaz Filardi on. No Mikey bets today. He'll be on with us next week. But we're still going to have a lot of great content in store for you guys. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here by my partner, Mr. Christopher Dowhauer. Chris, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing swell. I am looking forward to tomorrow. I am coming off high after beating everybody in the DC's DFS Challenge tournament. You looked good last week. Thank you, thank you, thank you after last week. Now, I tweeted out there that we that I would be eligible for the contest. I am not eligible for the contest. I've, I talked about this during the football season for this show. The contest is for you guys as the listeners. Uh, it's your job to beat the hosts. It's, it's your job to beat us to become eligible. But all this does is takes away one eligibility spot for the March giveaway, the March uh, draw that we'll have at the end of the month, like we do at the end of every month to give our $100 to championshipfootballs.com given to us by Mr. Chaz Flaherty. And as always, the tournament is up. It is the Sunday 7 p.m. hour for tomorrow, six games for tomorrow. So you could choose from from those select games. It is free. It is DraftKings. It, the link is already up in the comments, whether you're watching this on Facebook at WWSRN or on Twitter at the same exact location. It is free for you guys. So make sure you come on and join. Enjoy the show. We got a great one in store for you guys here today. And we have a lot of other announcements I'm going to make once we have Chaz Flaherty back on the show. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be a packed week with a lot of content for you guys out there. We'll get into that a little bit later. First and foremost, Chris, you didn't do as well this past week, but it was because we had a lot of injuries during those games. It was only two games we were choosing players from, and yet a lot of guys kind of went down. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for all that. Uh it just seemed like there was there was chaos on on throughout those two games, and basically I had to kind of uh, take the L and just kind of eat that one. Well, I mean, even for me, I, DeMar DeMarozan came through for me, but even he wound up getting hurt later on that game. I could even have a bigger one out of him. It, it, it was it was just crazy in the, in the two games how much action there was going back and forth. Same thing with Luca. Luca wound up getting a little bit banged up in that game as well. Luckily, he had a very good game before he exited too. So it, it was it was definitely a crazy night. It's weird having it on a Wednesday. I'm glad we're back doing it on Sundays. I feel like there's more people that are able to watch the games, enjoy the games, because it is the weekend taking place of the NFL until that comes back, of course. But let's dive into your lineup. Let's dive into our lineup cards and, and see if we can help the people out in, in either our tournament, the DCCFS tournament, or another tournament they may be looking at at the same hour. What's the value for these guys this week? All right. Well, I'm going to kick off with my value of the week, and that's Kevin Porter Jr. Um, yeah, since- that's a good one. I mean, since he's been playing, uh, he's averaging about 45 um, DFS points and been balling out. He's been pretty much been given the uh, junior Harden rule in a sense, where they've basically yeah. given the ball, let him kind of clear it out, let him do his thing. It will be interesting. Oladipo is supposed to play. Uh, Wall will not tomorrow, but Oladipo is supposed to play. My feeling is basically I don't think Oladipo is going to be utilized a whole lot because I think you think he is trade bait right now. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's out there, but maybe plays maybe 20, 25 minutes, or if he does play a lot of minutes, isn't really heavily involved. I do think to some degree, especially tomorrow with John Wall being out, I do think to some degree they may have him on display tomorrow. To your, to your exact point of maybe trying to trade him, being that I don't think there is a lot of interest, a lot of traffic heading in his direction at the moment. I do think they kind of need to, he needs to show that he's, he's back, he's healthy and that he could actually contribute to a team that is looking for a rent to player because it's essentially what he would be. So I think there may be a chance that he could be on display tomorrow, given there is no John wall. I mean, I don't, that's, I don't totally disagree, but I kind of look at the miles Plumley situation in Detroit, where even if he does play, he's kind of splitting time with a younger guy. So he's out there, maybe to your point, they showcase his skills a little bit. But the thing you can't trade is a hurt player. So 
I wouldn't be shocked if they don't try to have him out there. He has been kind of banged up this throughout the season, especially the last couple of weeks. So I don't know how hard they're going to push Oladipo. Maybe I eat my words, but I still think even if he does play, there's not a lot of scoring on Houston right now. No, um, so no, there's Porter not. has an opportunity to get his regardless. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, kind of continuing with the, the value, I'm going to go with Dwayne Bacon. I had played my utility player. Uh, Bacon, since he's been starting for Orlando, has been beginning about 30 to 32 minutes a game. Uh, primarily a scorer, but he's been getting buckets. He was 5 for 16 last game, so he's coming off a little bit of a tough game. But at $4,600 and a player who can get you 20 points um, and playing 30 minutes, you can't really beat that. Yeah, it's a solid one, too. I went back and forth with him in my lineup as well. I uh, ultimately decided not to go with him, but that's definitely a value play. What's his price tag again right now? $4,600. Yeah, so you have an excellent price tag for a guy who very well could get you 30 fantasy points uh, and has been on that tear. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, other than last game, he's been dropping around 20, 30 points here. 28, I think, was his high last two games ago. So I'm looking for the volume and the scoring opportunity, like I said, the value. Um, and then I'm also going to go with his backcourt mate, Michael Carter-Williams. Um, since he's been taken over as the point guard right now, Michael Carter-Williams has been what we thought he was going to be his rookie year. Uh, he's, he's getting about 16, 17 points a game. He's having 78 assists, and he gets you six, seven rebounds. He also can flirt with a triple-double, so a player that's at $5,900, a great value, possibly a triple-double. And like I said, since he's been starting, has been progressively getting better and better each game. Yeah, I mean, he had a rough game, I believe it was, yesterday. But sometimes that can be good when you're looking at it from a DFS standpoint. Like, okay, he's been on a good streak. You had a rough game yesterday. It usually can set up for at least a nice little bounce back the following game, and that would put him right in line with there. Like, so the minutes are there. That's the biggest thing. And because of his skill set, to your point, he does have – he can flirt with a triple-double, can get you the double-double because he's an all-around type of player. He's not your typical point guard. Absolutely. I mean, he did kind of bomb out with the 12 points last game. The previous to that was 31 and a half, 44 and 38 and a half. So like I said, at $5,900, a player I'm going to take a shot on in the backcourt tomorrow. Yeah. And like it just reaffirms that I feel pretty good about him being able to bounce back tomorrow's game. Absolutely. Um, Joining Mike Carter Williams in the backcourt, I have Kemba Walker. I like the value. I like the matchup. Um, We're talking about Houston and about who's going to play and who's not going to play. One thing Houston doesn't do is play defense. So yeah. I'm all about Kemba Walker. Um, and I think that he's kind of starting to hit his groove as he's getting healthier. And you kind of see him being more the alpha. Uh, him and Tatum have kind of taken over the scoring role. Brown's kind of returning more to the supplementary role. So I think Kemba Walker has a big game tomorrow. No, that, that's an excellent point. First of all, I don't know. If Houston, the only thing I would honestly be worried about is that Boston blows them out so bad that Kemba doesn't play much in the second half. That would that would literally be the only thing I would be worried about as far as Kemba Walker goes. To your point, because he has been able to get his conditioning back up, he has been able to start getting healthier. He's starting to get that confidence going, and I think they need that confidence to continue to grow. If Boston right now wants to make sure they're actually making the playoffs at a decent spot at the moment. So I think that's a big thing that's going to continue to go, and they'll take advantage of a game in which you you can take advantage of getting your confidence up and, and, keep, and keeping that rhythm going. So I completely agree with you. Like I said, the only thing I'd be concerned about is they blow them out so bad that they pull their guys in the third quarter. Hopefully, come on, Houston, defense, a little bit. <laughs> um, so sticking with my values, one of the players, a player who's continuing to be hot lately, is Dino, uh, Don, uh, Dino uh, Gallinari. Um, I think for right now, since he's kind of found his groove in Atlanta, he started off really poorly. But since he came back off the IR, um, a player who's been getting more and more time, splitting time between the th- three and the four, and a guy who can straight up ball, he can rebound, he can score. And I love the matchup tomorrow. Um, I think Gallinari is a player that against Cleveland, you got a good chance that you might get close to 20-something points. And Good chance double digit rebounds plus the threes. And what's his price tag again? I think I missed it on that. Uh, I think he's at fifty eight hundred dollars. Fifty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's a that's a good price tag for a player that you're looking to get somewhere in that twenty five, maybe if he has a good game, thirty fantasy point range. That's about the price tag you're kind of looking for there. So the, the value fits the dollar amount for sure, especially given that matchup of Gallinari against Cleveland. And I'm trying to go for the upside. I mean, the last two games, he had 33 and a, third, 33 and a half and a 51. 
So fifty one's where I'm trying to. If I yeah. get forty out of Gallinari, fifty eight hundred dollars, I'm I'm riding high tomorrow. If you do, there's a pretty good chance you can wind up winning the tournament as yourself, and, and, that, and that's what it's about. That you want to take those shots with those guys. Gallinari is somebody who is is playing more as of late, and that's been the it's kind of the big key. The rotation for Atlanta in general has just been all over the place, especially with the wing guys. Absolutely, and he got a lot of guys who are hurt right now. So right. Hunter's been right, out. Just still out. Yeah, so Gallinari is getting his playing time, and he, like I said, he's playing a lot of the four, so he's getting, he's getting out there. Um. Not going all no names tomorrow, so I will go with my one star. I do have Kawhi Leonard going tomorrow against um, <clears throat> New Orleans. Pelicans, once again, the team doesn't isn't known for their defense. And I think Kawhi needs to kind of uh, he needs to get back up. on track. Yeah, he needs to get yeah. back on track. And the Clippers in general need to get back on track. So yeah. I I think I think there's a good chance that Kawhi shows out tomorrow at nine thousand. Uh, not a bad price tag for a star, like I said. And a guy who can definitely get you know, 60, 70 fantasy points or DFS points, and you never know. And to your point, because of the way he has been playing as of late, could be one of the star players that is actually more of a contrarian play. You're not going to have a high percentage of ownership possibly on Kawhi Leonard because of the price tag, because of the way he's played. So it's a good, it's a good contrarian shot to go with uh, in a big tournament like ours. Absolutely. And like you said, um, I think it's time for Kawhi to kind of step up and the like Clippers in general. So I think tomorrow might be a big game and I think it is a national televised game. So I usually, usually shows out in those kind of games. Um, continuing with my lineup. I also went with uh, Kelly Olenek. Uh with Bam still injured, still out. You kind of have to ride him as, as you can. Um, a player who can get you, you know, double digit rebounds, get you maybe 20 points, hopefully, and hit some threes. Um, so I, I had to have him in my lineup and I have him playing the center tomorrow. I think that as long as Bam's out, I'm kind of riding him. Yeah, and his price tag is what right now? Uh, 6100 Right. It's 6100 for a guy who is plugging in the mid-30s of minutes at the moment because of the Bam injury, to your point. Uh, not going to be a guy who can get you a triple-double, but can get you maybe five or so assists because he is a pretty good passer for a big man on top of the threes, on top of the rebounds with the minutes. Yeah, I didn't wind up putting him in my lineup, but he was definitely somebody that I was looking very, very hard at as well. He made an excellent point about the passing. I mean, three games ago, he had seven assists. So this is a right. player that can, he can you know, stuff the stat sheet. My final play is uh, marketing for Chicago. I'm a big believer in, you know, Pam playing wide up to pay him yet. Coming off fresh off of injury, he's starting to get more and more playing time. Um, they're a little banged up in the front court right now. He plays both the four and the five for him. And when he's hitting his three, one of the better players that play out there for the value. Um, I think marketing is somebody that I really feel pretty strongly about. Like he's a kind of contrarian play. He hasn't really been uh, as productive as people kind of expected him to be this year. But the last two games, he's had back-to-back over 30-point DFS points. And I think that you're going to continue to see that rise tomorrow. And let's not bury the lead on the probably the most important factor of that game in general tomorrow, which is Toronto's barely able to pull out a roster at the moment. Siakam's out. Uh, I mean, OG's out. Uh, McCall's going to be out. Van Fleet's going to be out. Uh, they're pretty much not going to have a lot of their starting five. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that game because I selected a player from that from that game as well. Uh, yeah. Chicago, everybody on Chicago is going to have an opportunity to be able to take advantage uh, in that game, which is because the Toronto's is in dire straits at the moment. And a physical mismatch. I mean, you just look at the, the Toronto front court. They've been starting Stanley Johnson and um, OG. So, I mean, there's no really, there's nobody really out there who can, or Powell, I'm sorry, at the, at the three. There's really nobody can actually match up with him tomorrow. No, uh, no, there's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much like a G League version of Toronto going to be out there tomorrow, and it's it's a shame. But at the same time, for us, this is how this is where you take advantage. This is where you line your pockets and you take advantage of these situations and these values. So it's an excellent play. And he uh, plays the. I'm gonna say, and he gets to play the five. He gets to see Aaron Baines, which is even better. Well, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about a, a 15 boards a minimum that you want to bet the over on that tomorrow for sure. Uh, was that everybody on your lineup? I believe it was. Yes, it is. Yes. So we move into mine. And I have to say, I think this might be the first week. I don't think we have any of the same players. So this is going to be kind of interesting. 
uh, I started off, I went with, I built my lineup around three key pieces and I'll start off by talking about those three key pieces and then how we built the lineup around that after that. And I started off with my guy. He's on my, my redraft league, which I'm in first place in the belly up uh, sports league right now. Cause he's been absolutely destroying it. I'm, I'm gimme Damian Lillard, Lillard. I can't even talk all day, every day. I know he's 10,300. Do not care. His floor is 50 points. They're playing Minnesota tomorrow. So there's a chance he gets to 60 points. The guy cannot be stopped. Everybody wants to talk about Embiid or LeBron for MVP. Once again, Lillard being overlooked with the contribution that he's had to do with CJ McCollum being out for most of the season thus far, what he's been able to bring to the floor. He just continues to do it. And yeah, give me all of Damian Lillard tomorrow in that game against Minnesota for sure. My other one of my big three that I went with, we'll go back to the Toronto Chicago game. Let's talk about Norman Powell. We just talked about how everybody's going to be out. The entire offense has to run through Norman Powell and I'm pulling up his stats here. And I looked, I looked at it earlier, this guy, because they've had been dealing with this. First of all, he's getting pretty much 40 minutes every night as essentially that's number one. Then second of all, his lowest has been 40 fantasy points up to 50 fantasy points right now. And a guy who's getting you that kind of fantasy upside at the moment, he's only 7,400 dollars it's a steal for a guy who can give you elite level dfs type of production right now the entire offense has to flow through norman powell he give me give me him all day long and then my other my third player my other big third player would be clint capella i don't know if there's been a player who's been more consistent than a clint capella pretty much night in night out it's it's almost a shock at this point when he doesn't get you a double double. It's it's been you know a floor of pretty much thirty five points was his lowest. Other than that, 43, 48, 54 over the last four games, he's been tremendous. Another guy, by the way, with Lillard, which is why I'm in first place, is on my redraft league. But the blocks on top of the points, the rebounds, everything, it's been fantastic for Clint Capella. So those are my big three that I decided to try to build my lineup around that. Where are you at on my big three so far? First, did you see the all-star game and Steph Curry and Dean Lillard's little shootout that they had on the <laughs> team? Well, I like, also want to point that out. I was the one on the show last week saying that I'm like, I'm sorry, Team Durant's ch- team has no chance in this game whatsoever. And, and it, it showed out. <laughs> well, chance or no chance. Dean was pulling up from half court, so was Steph. <laughs> and it was just like for fun. <laughs> and talk about a guy that should be in MVP discussions, as you said. I think Dean's a fantastic play. As you said about Kemba, my only concern of Portland is they blow out Minnesota. But, I mean, right now, Dean looks like he's on the mission. And when his shot's fallen, there's not a player out there that can stop him. And um, he's just on fire. Capella, like you said, the floor is, the floor is concrete. I mean, there's nothing he's, he's solid as can be. And a guy who doesn't just get you double-digit rebounds, it's usually 15 rebounds at least. Yeah, or um, 20. Or 20. Yeah, yeah, 20 a couple nights ago. And yeah. he's only set, I, I didn't even mention this. He's only $7,700, which I think is insane for a player who's putting up that kind of production right now. Absolutely. I mean, I was a player that I had to have – I struggled kind of trying to figure out like a finagle my line to get him in, but I think a play is a, a fantastic play. Um, and then you, the Norman Powell play, you're right. They're basically running the offense through him. Um, I think that the only other score they really have right now is Davis, and he's kind of been hit or miss. He played uh, the, the first game he really didn't play at all. The second game he did play at 20. So I think that as long as Powell has the ball in his hands, he's getting his minutes. I think that's a fantastic play. And like you said, for it was $7,600, that's, that's, you can't beat that value. If Powell, Powell doesn't even have to have a good game right now to just rack up the fantasy points just because of how much the ball is having to flow through him at the moment, given the, the, the situation up there in Toronto. So then that's where we had to configure, you know, sleepers around the big three. I started off the two position, the two guard, Duncan Robinson. It's coming off a hot night last night. Come off a hot, and I've gone with Duncan Robinson before. He's burning the past, but Valanciunas did, and then Valanciunas came through for me last week. So I'm going to see if Duncan Robinson can redeem himself now. And I'm just going to go with the fact that the guy has the hot hand. Having Olenek, who's in your lineup, having him out there instead of Bam, it pretty much forces Miami to be 
more of a three-point shooting team, which leads to Duncan Robinson getting more opportunities. And I'm just going to go with hopefully he continues that hot hand from last night into tomorrow night's game. He's only $4,800. When you're getting a guy who can hit five threes in a game at $4,800, you're shooting for that ceiling right there. So I'm going to go with that with him. Then I came back. I went back to the Boston-Houston game, and I went with Thice at $5,000. Again, just looking for a guy who I know can get me 20, 25 fantasy points just from playing his minutes, just from doing his thing, especially when it comes to the rebounding and hoping that maybe because it's Houston, maybe if they Boston does blow him out, maybe he gets a few extra minutes. He'll get a little bit more of a run there towards the end and kind of be out there with some of the B squad team a little bit here and there because he kind of plays with both. So I'm hoping that he'll be able to take advantage of that. Maybe third, fourth quarter, get some cheap fantasy points. I also had him in there at $5,000. So what, what's your take on those two players so far before we go through the rest of this lineup? Um, I think Tice is an interesting play. I think that one of the hard things of the Boston is you never know what center is going to play that night. Um, it could be Robert Williams. It could be. He's talking about a kind of like the blowout thing. Um, I don't know who plays in the blowout. I don't know who's going to be the guy who's. I'm out hoping there. it's so, both. That's, that's yeah, what I'm uh, hoping and for. I, disagree. I think the one thing you have going for you is definitely that right now, um, Patton's playing center for Houston. Other than that, they don't have a legit center center on their team. And Tice is a hustle player. And in the game where you're going to probably see quite a few missed shots. Um, I think he has an opportunity to have some an easy uh, opportunity, you know, hit, pound the offensive boards, maybe get some easy baskets, and maybe get you that double double that you're looking for that cheap value. Um, the other player, I remember who you said. The Duncan other Rob, Duncan Robinson. I I, I should have known. Um, <laughs> my only concern there's two concerns with Duncan Robinson. Number one, similar to what I said about this center position. You never know what wing player from Miami is going to show up that day. Valid. Um, Hero's been kind of off, but he has been playing. So it's kind of interesting. Dunn is back. Drogic is back. So they're starting to get healthy. Um, Butler's been dominating. I don't disagree with the three-point opportunities. that Doug Robinson, when he's hitting, he's hitting. But I also am concerned that Doug Robinson doesn't typically have back-to-back good games. Um, he has but- had some here and there that he has. But here's what I'll throw in here. No Aaron Gordon, no Evan Fournier tomorrow for Orlando either. Oh, no. I mean, he definitely had an opportunity for him to have a good game. And I can't say that he won't. That's like I said, it's my only two concerns with those two plays. Other than that, like I said, I I like the upside, the three-point opportunity. And Doug Robinson gets some rebounds in that game, too, because he plays some four. Well, that, that's the other factor, too, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I totally forgot to, to put that out there as well. That's the other reason why when I'm looking at, you know, Orlando being very, very shorthanded on their on their end as well, because he had a hot game yesterday, Spolster will usually let him play the following game, even though he doesn't always have those good back-to-back. He'll, minutes. That he'll usually get the minutes, and that's kind of more, to your point, what you kind of have to bank on when you're trying to figure out what wing's going to get the minutes on Miami, especially now that they're all healthy and back. And it's... I am a Miami fan, but they someone's got to go because this is this is ridiculous. Not everybody can be getting 15 minutes while Jimmy Butler and, and, and Jimmy, you know, circling around Jimmy Butler is ridiculous. But that's that's neither here nor there when it comes to this show. So we had to continue on. Three more players trying to build some sleepers around. We'll stick with that game, the Miami Orlando game. I went on the other side, came back with Dwayne Bacon, forty six hundred dollars. You know, again, no Aaron Gordon, no Evan Fournier. He's probably going to get a few extra minutes. And I'm pretty much just going with the fact that he's $4,600 in a good matchup with no BAM. Guy gets to play the four quite a bit. He he has an opportunity here to really get you about that 25, 30 point range at a very, very cheap price. And he's played well the last two games. Now, this will be their, not the fourth night in a row. I was going to say the fourth. It was going to be, they had a back-to-back. They get to break off tonight, and then they come back again tomorrow. But he's had 23 and 28 fantasy points, respectively, the last couple of nights, and he's been in the low 30s of minutes the last four games in a row. So that's kind of what I'm banking on here. That continues to happen. He'll have opportunities to score. I guess Miami team that, without Bam, is a different defensive team. Plain and simple. So that's kind of what I'm looking at there. And then another guy before, I'll let you comment on both these players before I give you my last one. This guy was hard for me because he's he's burned me a couple times now, but but the matchup is very good. The price tag is very good. So I went with Gary Trent Jr. 
from Portland, paired him up with Lillard against Minnesota. He's $4,900. Ultimately, the reason why I went with him, it was going back and forth between him and Lou Williams. Ultimately decided I would go with Gary Trent Jr. because they're, they're about the same price tag. And the big reason why I went with Gary Trent Jr. over Lou Williams is simply the minutes being played. The last three games, 35, 34, 40 minutes there for Gary Trent Jr. He's getting all the playing time in the world. So while it's not always adding up to the value you'd want it to, 24, 27, 13 points there. He had a bad game against Sacramento. He's still getting that 25-ish range with the minutes that he's playing right now at $4,800. That's kind of what you're looking for in that spot when you've built your lineup around in a particular way. What are your comments on those two? Well, first, we do have a player that we share both. We did. I I forgot, yeah. That's Dwayne Bacon. Um, So, obviously, I like that play. No, um, I think Bacon, people seem to forget that when he was in college, he was a scorer. And so this isn't something that he can't do or is something he's unfamiliar with. He's having an opportunity now with, with Ross out and with Fournier out. He's basically getting to play their roles and a guy who is comfortable handling the ball, who's comfortable with being the prime, prime scorer for a team. So I think that's a good play. And then I also think that um, the last play is a great value. I mean, you're looking for somebody who has upside and has potential but you're also looking for somebody who's going to um, as a floor for you that you're, you know, you can kind of count on. So I think that's a, that's a, I think both those plays are great plays. And then last but not least, I'm surprised I haven't had this guy in my lineup before. Cause usually it's pretty cheap. Steven Adams going up against Clippers tomorrow, a guy again, last two games had a double double. He's on that tear. He's getting his, you know, about 29, 28 minutes, somewhere in that general range. And he's racking up the rebounds. That's been the big thing. He's getting the putbacks and he's starting to play a little bit more. So fantasy-wise, last two games, 31 fantasy points, 34 fantasy points. A guy who's at $5,300 to kind of round out the utility play, has that high floor. And if he's able to get, you know, the 12 and 17 rebounds somewhere in that range like he has past couple of nights, feel pretty good about what he's going to be able to give me at that price tag to supplement my bigger plays here in this lineup. I like it. Before we talk about Steven Adams, I just want to come up with Gary Trent play. I think the one of the things that you did a good job with is that if it's not Lillard and you have the other guy, yeah. so you kind of cover your bases. Or if it is um, a blowout, I'm on a floor where you kind of, you have both the back, get back, basically the Portland backcourt covered. Um, but as for Steven Adams, I think that, or as I like to call him Aquaman, um, I think that he looks like, just like, yeah, I mean, come on. He looks just like, him. <laughs> he looks like a man among boys out there. I mean, so yeah, it's it, when he's out there and he plays and he's healthy as a guy that's basically can get his double double machine if he wants to be, and he could pass the ball. Yeah, that's a fair point as well. He is a guy who can usually get you maybe two or three assists in a given game because he does have very good skill set passing the basketball. That does it for our DFS lineup cards. What we're going to do now, take a quick break, come back on the other side. We'll get Mr. Chaz Filari in here. We'll talk about some bets for tomorrow and start lining your guys' pockets with money, with cash. We'll get it all to you. Just we'll take a quick break. Come right back with us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind, like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, 
this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom so that you can have patience with her just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org caregiving or call one 5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back in, everybody off the break. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. You can check it out and download the app on iOS at WWSRN or on Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Great content all the time. Like our next guest who's on that show, on that channel, on Thursday nights, Mr. Chaz Florida Sports Betting Weekly. How are you doing today, sir? It's alarm clock time of year when you're in California. The games are 8, 8, 39 in the morning, and uh, it, it's hard. And I tell you, I, I had a conversation today with Al, my buddy. So they had extra fillets and lobster tails, and they invited my wife and I over. How good of friends are they, right? That is awesome. And he says, so how's it going? Because, you know, I have uh, I got the Rebel Stakes on his TV. I got the I got the Aztec game on my phone. I'm rocking and rolling. Life is good. I said, well, here's the thing. I missed it, guys. I really missed March Madness because we didn't have it last year. And by the time I did three 14 hour days, I was caught up pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point, because. Uh, Chaz and I and Mikey Betts and uh, Mr. Co-founder himself, Mike Brown, are going to be doing a one-off special episode called Sports Betting 101. It's going to be streaming at 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday, right before the round of the first four uh, plays out. And basically, what we're doing, we're talking about March Madness. We're talking about our bets, our brackets, and everything like that. But we're going to be using it as a tool to help teach you guys how to be better sports gamblers. And it's going to be great for people who are just starting out, but it's also going to be good for veterans too. We have a lot of experience between Chaz and then a lot of talent there in Mikey Betts along with myself and Mike Brown joining the show. So that's going to be Thursday, 11 a.m. It's going to be at Belly Up Fantasy on Twitter, Belly Up Fantasy Sports on Facebook, and it will also be on YouTube and your favorite pod streaming app uh, afterwards as well. So that's, that's a big show that you, know, you and me are going to be doing this Thursday. Did you see my tweet about a minute and seven seconds or something? It was earlier in the week. It was during those games. Remember, Monday, you know, what, three tournaments play, and then Tuesday, the tournaments really start up. But, you know, some of them have two buys, not just one buy. Four teams get by. So it really wasn't until Wednesday that it kicked in. But there was a game that a minute and seven seconds was left in it. And I, I put a tweet out there that said, a minute and seven seconds in basketball is longer than any other minute and seven in any other aspect of life. It really is. It's amazing. You know, they file seven tenths of a second go off. They, they, they shoot a free throw. No time goes off the clock. It's just brutal. And that's one of the things I'm really to talk about a lot, Dan, Thursday is how you bet, not who you bet, how you bet. 
Right. Chaz, can I ask you a question? Of course, yes. Do I need to know about college basketball to bet on March Madness? No. I use covers to get me an idea of what I think the game is going to do, Chris. And then you wait. You know why the point spreads are brutal. I got to say, on an average, a favorite in college basketball right now is getting an extra two or three points than they should be. And the reason is why? Because they can. <laughs> right? If you, how, right. how come you're charging $7 for a gallon of gas? Because I can. You they, know? Know, they know the public is going to go with the favorite more times than not. So they up, they up the ante on it. And so I did I did a couple this week. I had some success with what Dan was talking about. And you were talking about more with what was it college or college football? I know you did it a lot. Where you you find those four, three, four, five points. Oh, yeah, it was the basketball. Yeah. And do the money lines. And do the money lines. And I mean the assets were cashing for me, but they weren't winning. Well, one of the things I do like to do is if if I like a team that's supposed to win and I can get it, you know, anywhere from $30 to win 10, somewhere in that range. Then what I do is I bet the team to win the game outright and an equal amount. So, you know, you could risk and you can win. So you go to the window and you say, you know, if you say, give me 20 on Florida state, you're risking 20, but if they're minus 287, then you want to, you got to give them 287 to get a hundred back. And so this way, if they win the game, you, you get your money back and you get to play again. Now, remember, it's called March Madness for a reason. The craziest stuff, Chris, happens you would never believe. So sometimes knowing a team doesn't do any, doesn't do you any good because they're playing a conference that's a totally different conference that they've never played. There's no real way to tell. And those, some of those little schools, they come to, to bust brackets, don't they? Well, I mean, the biggest ones that I can usually think of, there's there's always a 12 seed and a 13 seed who's going to up that that upset that five and four seed. Exactly like what you're talking about. And that can really kind of throw everything off. And and it's it's hard to know when that's going to happen. I I, I look at it more. So so you have Chaz here and we're going to kind of get into that show a little bit with all of our tips and tricks as well. But you have Chaz here who's going to look more at the the analytics of the covers, how these teams perform and everything like that. And you have guys like me who are more into the actual game itself and looking at the player standpoint and what I like to do especially in those those lopsided seeded matchups I'm looking at those those smaller teams I'm looking at those 12 seeds I'm looking at those 13 seeds and I'm looking for which one of those teams has the most juniors and seniors on their team that have been playing together for a long time that have an all-around skill set they know how to play defense they can shoot a little bit three they can actually play the rebound I'm looking for those guys because the gap between those 21 and 22 year olds to the 18 and 19 year olds can be a physical gap, especially when you have a good team. That's why years ago, I remember I hit big because I played the Wichita state run and no one else was ready for it to come in. And those are the types of things that I look for, especially when you're talking about those smaller schools. You saw that in a Texas game today. Yeah, you did. Well, you're a yeah, point guard. It, it is. It really, it really is. It, you know, we talk about it in college football, the problem with betting on basketball is two things. One is you're betting on basketball. Two is the point spread. Because what happens at the end, so you got, if you're given 11 and you're up by 13 with a minute and a half left, you're not playing the same game. You played that whole game. So you, you played for what 38 minutes one way. And now you're playing a totally different way because really you got to screw up pretty bad to not get out of there with the W and the way March Madness works is one point. All you need to do is have one point on the scoreboard more than the other team. They go home, you continue, but not with sports betting. Absolutely. So we're going to have all this and more in the sports betting one-on-one shows while we're really looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to having March Madness and be able to sit down for 14 hours at a time and, and just watch all those games that will be happening all day long. One of my favorite events of the year. Uh, we're, we're here again with Chaz Filardi. He is the guy who brings us the hundred dollars for championship footballs.com on the DC's DFS challenge tournaments. Uh, that's always free for you guys. Again, it's in the link on Facebook, on Twitter at WWSRN on the worldwide sports radio network at belly up fantasy is absolutely free for you guys to join. Hey, uh, go ahead, Chaz. I was going to last week. I remember, I don't think you, you said his name. You just said his initials, but it was Jay something. Turns out it was Jacob and his father's actually a Buccaneer fan. How cool is that? Oh, that's perfect. That yeah. worked out perfectly. 
That's awesome. They'll have it by Father's Day. They're still not in yet because with COVID, everything's hard. Yeah. Working with the NFL, working with the NCAA, working with CLC, any Rawlings, Wilson, any of the companies you're working with, it's very difficult right now to get things accomplished. But he'll have it by Father's Day. That's for sure. That I mean that that's amazing. So I'm glad I'm glad uh, J A Meadows seventeen was his, was his username we went by. Um, I'm glad that he wound up winning the uh, the tournament then. And I went last week. And I said earlier on this show, I said, look, and I talked about this during the football season, which is really when this big show is. I am not eligible actually for it, but I put that out there in the tweet just to kind of make the point. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not necessarily true. I know you you say that I am. Yeah, but but you haven't read you haven't read the fine print. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fine print says. I don't remember exactly the wording, but if the host wins, we will ship the football to the charity of his or her choice. Okay. Oh, you know, in that case, then fine. I will put my name in there and then we can, we can do it. I do like that quite a bit. So I will be, I'll put my name in there as eligibility. Then there's gotta be a boys or girls club in Tampa that would take a football. (laughs) 100, 100%. So, yeah. Or okay. Kansas City. We still got some Kansas City. I mean, that, the bottom line is when you give in life, you get. So, we're givers. We'll, we'll, we'll do that then. So, I'll put my name in with hopefully what winds up being three other eligible contestants because we'll have it throughout the month starting again with this week and we'll have the drawing at the end of the month. But, okay, we'll, we'll do that. I'll put when my I name in. When I talked about it, I talked about it during football season when I first met you guys. You know, I, you know maybe I was a D. Uh, if I was a fantasy student, I was a D student. Maybe I'm up to C, but I haven't gotten that far. But I did know that what you said, I knew what you were saying because with football, I know the personnel. I knew what you were saying, and I knew how many times you were right. And I told you once on the air, I'm surprised you don't win more. It's Well, it's the point with tournaments. Tournaments, you're playing against X amount of people usually a massive amount. And that's, that's what I like to do to tournaments because it, it really gives you that fair chance because there's going to be, you could be really, really good, but there's going to be that element of luck of hitting. And that's just where all the value comes in being able to, you know, get a price tag on a player. Is this the right value for what their game can be? Um, but that was the first half hour. Make sure you guys go back and check it out. You can always get the replay and go back and listen on your favorite pod stream app. Let's get into what are your bets that you're liking a lot for this weekend, Chaz? Well, right now, if you're live somewhere on the East Coast, uh, it's uh, what, 10, 13 East Coast time. Correct. You still have time to hop on the Colorado bandwagon. So let's not talk about tomorrow. Let's talk about Colorado has played good basketball for probably seven or eight games now. I'm not going to look it up, but I know they had a done, strong February. They've done real well. Now, I just got a tweet from West. Blackhawk West said that he would hop on now. It's still tied at Florida State. Eight minutes ago, it's tied up. He would hop on at Florida State again because you can get a money line at a pretty good price. And then in the NHL tonight, there's a late game. And that late game is who is it? Anaheim, maybe San Jose, Anaheim, and he likes the under that game has started. So those would be live bets. And that's the thing. When we're on the air Thursday, I'm looking for doing uh, or the, the games won't have started yet. Right. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love live action. You know, you do, too. I mean, it's really the way to bet. You know, I've been my whole life without live action. I, I'm, you know, sooner or later, the Lord's going to take me home. I hope they have live action in heaven. i i know i know we all and that's great i do like the likes the over because uh my fantasy goaltender is the goaltender from san jose so yeah lower lower the score as much as possible so i can get all those saves and rack those up uh for for me if you don't mind i actually have a parlay that i feel really good about for tomorrow and you can you can kind of let me know nba chris and i talked in the NBA, yeah, yep. for, for tomorrow's games. And uh, Chris and I talked about this game quite a bit when we were going through our DFS lineup cards. They got the Bulls favored at minus three and a half. I am jumping all over. I would bet that bet that as it is in a single game. But I would also parlay that up with Portland. It's only minus five right now. So I would definitely parlay it at the line, minus five on Portland, minus three and a half on Chicago. You have Toronto. We talked about it. had barely can be even put out a full roster right now. You have Portland playing really, really well. Minnesota, eight and 29, not doing anything right now whatsoever. I expect Portland to handle their business. The fact that it's only minus five and minus three and a half Chicago shocks me. That's my parlay of the day for tomorrow's game. And then outside of that, 
I'm going to bet Boston. They're minus 10 and a half. I usually don't like to bet the big money lines like that, but that's how desolate with no John Wall, no Christian Wood, Houston really is right now. And with Boston playing much better coming out of the all-star break as well. Uh, Chris, we'll get your thoughts on, on this because you've, you've been playing pretty close to these teams since they came out of the all-star break. Where are your thoughts on those? I love, I love the parlay bet. I mean, I think that it's, it's Portland's obviously the better team in, and the Chicago game, it's in Chicago on top of all the Toronto in, injuries and right. players out. That game's in Chicago. At three and a half and five, I think that's a great, great parlay bet. A little bit more concerned with the Boston you, bet. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What'd you say? I was going to say, the little, bit, little concerned no, with the I, Boston bet. <laughs> I think we were on a little bit of a delay. So I, all I was going to say real quick is that, you know, the parlay bet's going to hit because every time I pick either Chicago or Knicks, when Mikey Betts is not here, it's guaranteed to pretty much hit. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> but guys, finish your, finish your thought like, on Boston. I said my only concern with Boston is, is they tend to play down to their competition sometimes. So that, that 10 point, that was a 10 and a half. He said it was. Yeah. I'd, I wouldn't be super brave on that one. But the other one, I love the parlay bet. Well, it's the same thing we talked about with, with any basketball. You get up by 15, and those guys, they shoot threes. You know, they're just incredible, right, the way they shoot those threes, where they shoot them from. So you're up by 15, but in the NBA, that's, you know, two shots, and, you're, and now you're not covering anymore. And that's, the, that's why they call it a point spread, I guess. You know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, Chaz, did you watch the uh, the All Star game last week? Yes, I did, and I was laughing yeah, because I, I I I had the number and I didn't have I did I did a couple I just did a couple I actually went back again I tell you guys I don't say it just to say it I'm not talking just to talk here I have opinions and I'm usually right because I'm listening to other people so I took my pen my sports betting weekly pen and I went over and I listened to the show and I had a couple of the guys but uh, that Mikey had and and that you had but I I didn't do anything but the over the way it ended was so was so funny for me you know yeah, Mikey actually texted me in the beginning of that game. He was like, uh-oh, I don't think it's looking good for our over. I'm like, dude, it's the All-Star game. Relax. They're, they're going to start draining shots pretty soon. And it just went off like a flurry after that. And then also hitting on the – I felt pretty good after that because I also hit on the four and a half, which I thought was a joke. But uh, remember that that was the – I forgot about how it ends. Yeah. I mean, that if that if that it was whoever gets to this number. So it could have been a you if they caught up, it could have been a huge over, but they barely made it because they won by 20. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, we, uh, we all made out pretty good uh, on that one, too. Ch now, Chaz, this is this is an area that I am not as familiar with, but you are. And it's going on right now. We're in prime season for it. How is it going with the horse betting? Well, you know what? Um, I today I had something happen to me. I had I hit a, I hit a superfecta, and then I got beat by a forty-six to one shot. And then Bob Baffert sent a horse from Florida to Arkansas. That was really an easy winner. So the forty-six to one shot ended up costing me, you know, because I didn't have them. And don't get me wrong, I I don't usually have forty-six to one shots. The reason mm. is they're forty-six to one shots for a reason. I, I had a great friend that that passed, but we used to go to Del Mar together. And, and he would look at the chart at the, at the board and he would bet one of the 99s. Well, I, I explained to him, first of all, they only have two digits. It could be 180 to one. <laughs> they, only, they only go up to, to two digits, so you got 99. And I said, why don't you just give me the $2? Because I've been hanging around with you for eight years now, betting $2 every time we go, and it's never come in once. Um, but yeah, so so it, there are nine races, eight, eight or nine, nine, I think it's nine, nine races left. And these are, again, the quarterfinals to get you to the next race, which is the semifinals to get you to the Derby. So, uh, but it was a million dollar race. The horse won easy. Uh, I had a good day, cash some tickets, but uh, you know, I had, a, I had a couple weeks ago, I spoiled myself. And so now I win a couple bucks and I'm like, what the hell is that up for? You know? <laughs> Chris, I'm going to kick this one to you. There's a couple other games that I thought were interesting to throw some shekels on. And we talked about them a little bit. We'll talk about the one that we actually have a couple of players in our DFS lineups about the Clippers and the Pelicans. Clippers are favored at five and a half. What do you think? Where's that game at? 
The game's in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Mm. I probably, I'm, go ahead. I'm taking the Pelicans to cover. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the Pelicans to cover in that too. I think it, it's going to be a high spring game, but I think that, I don't think the separation is that, that great between the two, two teams like the Pelicans to cover definitely in that game. Hey, let me, I got to ask you a question because I know that uh, other people have said to me, I'm going to give it a couple days after the All-Star break. Uh, did you guys do that? Are you are you there yet? Are you still feeling you want to wait a little bit? Are you watching and, and maybe not, not playing? At all. I, day one, as soon as, the, as soon as the games came back out, I was I was all over it. So you, um, if they if they had gone back a day early, you would have bet those games too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because God bless there's, us. Certain, there's certain teams. Well, yeah, first of all, I'm not going, not going, not going to because you know I'm watching the games. I'm gonna need some action on that. But besides even that standpoint, is there's certain teams you can tell coming out of the All Star break what the game plan is going to be. Are these guys going to be buyers at the trade deadline? Are they going to be sellers? Are they going to try to start rotating some of their younger guys? And you can you can kind of tell if you've been following along all season long, you can kind of tell what direction these teams are going to try to come out in and coming out of the All Star break. So I think it's actually those first few games coming out of the all-star break can be some of the most beneficial ones to take advantage of. If you know exactly what direction teams are looking to head. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that makes sense because, you know, everybody's jockeying for position when, you know, three of the teams that get in the playoffs have losing records. So you got to be smart about it. And, and if you know, what a coach does, you know, what players play and when, who, because teams are different when certain players sit than they are when they don't sit, you know? Right. And the only thing that's, you know, wacky, but it's not any different from when it coming out of the all-star break of this entire season. It's just, we've had, we had some guys that unexpectedly went and had to go into COVID protocol coming out of the all-star break. You had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons who had to miss a few games right off the bat. You had a situation here with Toronto, but that's been all season. That's no different. So that's not right, going to dissuade right. me. Uh, from from whether it's the All Star break or not, I know some guys. Some guys just mentally they just, they just need the break. I I I don't. I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know the machine or whatever. But my brain doesn't allow me to take that break. So yeah, I was I was all over it from a, a DFS standpoint and, and from betting as well. To go ahead makes, and answer your question. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. The other game I was going to kick to Chris here uh, was Utah and Golden State. Utah's favorite six and a half. It's in Golden State. It's another game that I think I want to lean towards covering. Now, it's, it's a tricky situation because Utah's been really, really good. But Golden State, Steph Curry, is he's playing on another level right now. And I really think that they could cover this at minus six and a half. So plus six and a half for, in the Warriors' side. Um, I wouldn't go with that. I like Utah definitely by double digits in that game. Um Golden State just got smashed the other night right off right after the All Star well, game. That's kind of what I'm looking at too is a little bit of a bounce back in, in that situation as well. Utah's Utah's too deep, too big, too strong, too plays too good defense. I think Golden State's good against teams that don't play defense and they can score a run with them. Utah's too organized; they don't turn the ball over a lot. I I I like Utah by double digits in that game. Okay. You know we get we get the West Coast game, so we get Utah. You know, yeah. you'll see them uh, at night. No, the Clippers, or they'll be playing the Lakers, but they're just a very, very good basketball team. Yeah. I mean, look, there's nobody out there. If you're going to say pick a team to win the championship, I don't think there's anybody out there who can make a legitimate argument that's not centered around Utah right now. Uh, there's, you just can't. We don't know what's going on with Anthony Davis, and I think that injury is a lot worse than they are trying to let on right now, to be honest. And I, I think it is a bit of a question mark if he's definitely ready by postseason and we and outside of the Lakers I honestly don't know if there's another West team that truly can match up with Utah to Chris's point with the way their depth is and everything like that now if you're looking to the bet from a future standpoint they're the favorites right now so you're not going to win a ton on it but it's hard to argue any other way on top of the fact that I don't know what they're doing out there but they're the one team that hasn't had to deal with COVID issues this year and they haven't even had like the normal injuries that a lot of teams have to deal with as well. On top of the fact that they are playing lights out basketball, what do you think, Chris? I mean, I think Utah is one of the has to be considered one of the top contenders. As Milwaukee is in the East, there are two teams who just seem to be forgotten about. Maybe they don't play the most pretty style or the most have the biggest star names. But right now, they're two of the teams that've been together the longest. Utah continues to integrate different pieces. 
uh, having Clarkson coming off the bench and, and just basically being like a Lou Williams almost role for them. Yeah, he really um, has. I think Utah is one of those teams that just is, is just all around can adjust to any kind of different style of play. They're, they're really going to be one heck of a team. The only team I think that could give them a hard time would be the Clippers, other than the Lakers, like you said. And you know what? To me, at this point, the Clippers kind of have to prove it to me in the postseason for me to actually believe they really ha- they really actually can have a chance. Oh, man. Point. What they did. I remember what they did last year. Oh, my goodness. I, I, it's, it's hit that point where it's just like, you have the talent. And I know Kawhi's won a championship, so you know there's there's people out there talking about the clutch argument of Kawhi. I was like, I don't really think that holds water because he won, but I do think it holds water when it comes to Paul George, and I think that's the problem. And that's where with the Clippers, I you have to show me you can actually win a playoff series that you are evenly contested with the other team before I believe you really have a chance to actually beat anybody. Yeah, but one of the things you mentioned with Utah's injuries, and really, the, the, when you have championships and you have a team that wins a championship, very, very seldom did you have to replace a lot of people because it's just, if, if you Four were attrition. a first stringer, you'd be a first stringer for a reason. If you're not a first stringer, you're not a first stringer for a reason, and the, you just can't replace some guys. And when you have, you look at the Lakers. I mean, that's a pretty big, good big guy to have gone. He's been gone for weeks and weeks now. And you know what? You pay him a lot of money to to go on the basketball court and do things that other people can't do. Uh, but you can't you can't if he can't play. What good is he? So those not having injuries is such a special season. Yeah, and it's part of it's a part of any championship. Like you said, it's a part of any championship. It's a matter of talent and also a little bit of luck. The ball has to bounce your way sometimes too. Now uh, before just- before we finish talking basketball, remember you it you, you spring ahead an hour. So you got to set oh, your I clocks know. up tonight, right? Isn't that yeah. tonight? Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, well, Colgate and Loyola, Maryland are playing at 9 o'clock out here. So that's a, these are championship games. There are the SEC championship, the American Conference with Houston and Cincinnati, um, the uh, Big Ten championship. These are championship games tomorrow. I've always thought it was kind of weird that these guys are playing while the other guys are in the room deciding where they should go, you know? <laughs> Well, and the spring forward thing, I'm I'm just depressed about that because it's spring forward, but I'm getting met with snow in the morning apparently. So it's spring yeah, a lot of it me. I've heard, a lot of it too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 no bueno. But Chris, what what were you gonna say? I was gonna say about the Clippers real quick. The one thing I would can keep in mind is they done a good job arresting their players this year, so I wouldn't be shocked if they do make it right on right in the playoffs. They've done a good job because they never play their players in in back to back games because Kawhi has a thing in his contract that says I'm not allowed to play two nights in a row apparently. Well, and Lou Williams has has been playing a lot I think for a reason That's as well. True. But I I want to thank Chaz for reminding us about the games tomorrow because you can win money in those games too, right, Chaz? Well, yeah, and again uh, with those song like the Loyola Maryland Colgate game, you know, <laughs> I, know. I grew up on the East Coast, so I I actually know where Colgate is. Loyola, there's so many of them, but I probably would if on that game. The only way I'm going to bet that game is it's a double digit favorite comes out and is down by eight or ten points. Then I'll hop on it live. I got I got a couple plus three somethings this week, betting teams. Um, what uh, Penn State was down big. Uh, Tennessee, I think, was down big. Uh, and you know what? These are teams that were a uh, money line was minus seven or 800. Now I'm getting them a thousand points the other way, plus 300. So that's what I would look like. But I, I'm telling you right now that uh, Houston, Houston is, is when they shoot, they're really, really good. When they don't, they're terrible. Uh, I'm not sure about Ohio state. They had so much potential. We were talking about them two weeks ago as a number one seed and they have just kept losing. So yeah, they we'll see what happens. Fast. They went down to your point. Houston, that that seems to always be Houston's demo. They get they're gonna hit it from they're gonna hit fifty percent from three. They're winning. I, I don't even care who they're playing. But if they don't, man, whoo, they're like however I mean, they like what a professional they did, Houston team. What they did when they were they were down and they they were given eighteen and they were down and they came back and they covered at one by twenty five. It was amazing. It just they just everything they put up went in. Yeah, you want to talk about a team that you don't necessarily want to live bet against because that backdoor cover mm-hmm. is coming. Oof. That 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 much I will I will say, especially when you have a team that can shoot threes like that, you can't protect against that backdoor cover. 
That's going to be it for us tonight. Before we go, though, I want you guys to make sure you're checking out Sports Betting Weekly on Thursday nights at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Make sure you're checking out our special episode, Sports Betting 101, that will be dropping 11 a.m. on Thursday on the East Coast. Belly Up Fantasy, both Twitter and Facebook, YouTube, favorite pod stream app. We're pretty much we're going to blast that thing out everywhere. Again, it's going to be Chaz Flaherty, Mikey Betts, myself, Mike Brown, uh, Chris and I, are actually going to be on two shows this week. We got Belly Up Fantasy Live Football Tuesday night, 8.30, at Belly Up Fantasy Sports on Twitter and Facebook, and it will also be on YouTube as well, Belly Up Sports' YouTube. And the MD's Fantasy Football Show, my bread and butter show, does come back finally this Friday, 11 to 12.30, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Chris will be with me on that show. and we has been a long time, hasn't it? It has been a while. I, I, I've been recording this show and stuff like that, but right. that that show has has been my bread and butter. That's what that show has gotten me to where I am now, and it's good to finally be back. We'll be talking about the free agency fantasy impact, which kicks off March seventeenth. So we'll have a whirlwind of things to talk about there, and we'll even have a, a our new intern Ben to kick around a little bit here and uh, make him do the grunt work for us during the stream as well. So. All that, all that coming this week. I didn't even realize I had four shows coming up this week. Uh, Chaz, where, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, with us, Sports Betting Weekly Live is always going to take you right to our last show. So, sportsbettingweeklylive.com. But I'm, I'm pretty excited. So, I, I do two shows on Thursday, one for breakfast and one for dinner. Absolutely, absolutely. Chris, I... We're going to be following you along. Follow if you want to follow Chris along, just keep following the MD Spanish Football Show at Belly Up MDFF Show, and you'll be seeing him along with me on Tuesday and uh, Friday. Everybody, take care. Make sure you download the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And Chaz, as you always say, always be cashing. Always be cashing. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>